Villas Grace Church. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know him, to grow in him, to go with him. Thank you again, Mr. Joe. Always a, a pleasure. And, and once again, uh, to have you with us, John. Truly amazing. In fact, I believe, if I'm maybe mistaken here, I think John is the longest standing member here at Villa's Grace Church. What, what year, Norma, did John first come? Christmas of 69. Christmas of 69. Wow. For those of you who do not know, uh, this church was founded in 63. This building was built in 65. So John has almost been here since the inception. That is truly Amazing. Glad to have you with us once again here at Villa's Grace Church. We are at the end of our series in Galatians. We've been going through the entire book of Galatians verse by verse, unpacking God's truth. Amazingly, we understand that freedom from sin is found in Jesus, but we also understand that the book of Galatians is really a defense of God's grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that we continue to allow your word to convict us, Lord. We allow your spirit to do his work. Lord, I want to pray for us as we finish Galatians this morning. I, I pray that we can take this final bit of encouragement from Paul and apply the truths to our lives. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. How many of you know what this diagram depicts? Oh, we got one guy with his hands up. He knows why. Some of you know what this depicts, right? What do, what do we call this diagram? What do we call this gearing? What was the three on the tree? Now, some of you that are younger and don't understand what three on the tree is, it is a manual transmission. And in fact, I actually learned how to drive with a manual transmission. In fact, I learned how to drive on a three on the tree. It was a, it was a treat for me to be able to do that, get some history, but it's amazing because nowadays cars kind of drive themselves, don't they? I mean, we're going from a car like this where there's no cruise control. If you want to kick the lights on, you got to push it with the left foot on the floor. you got to start by pushing in the gas pedal a little bit further. We've gone from those days to the electric start to now cars drive themselves. But a car must be put into motion by first going into a gear. A car can only move forward if it's in a gear. But unless you want to push your car, which I, I hope you don't want to, you would have to put the car into neutral. And speaking of neutral and when driving, you're not going to go anywhere because that car should be geared. Neutral is not a gear. Church, the same is true for us. Life requires that we are at least in a gear. See, we cannot remain in neutral because either we're being led by the Spirit or we're being led by our flesh. However, neutral is not an option. This is due to the contrast between sin and holiness. Either we are in sin, or we are pursuing 
holiness. But one fact remains the same. We can never remain in neutral. And this brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. The title is that, Never Neutral. Never Neutral. We're going to be in the book of Galatians, as I have already said. We are closing things up, chapter 6. Today we're going to focus specifically, though, on verses 7 through 10, even though we are finishing out Galatians and the rest of the verses so please, if you have your Bible, please turn to the second or the sixth chapter of Galatians. If not, the verses will be on the screen for you. But last week, we must not forget that Pastor Jared encouraged us in the victory that we achieve when we unite together in the love of Christ. This is achievable in three ways. First, It's achieved by bearing one another's burdens. We should be bearing each other's burdens. It's also achieved by not thinking too highly of ourselves, because we have a tendency to do that now, don't we? And third, we can do that by supporting our spiritual leaders. The spiritual leaders here at Villa's Grace, we need to support our leaders because they are leading us in spiritual battle. And that is exactly what they do, and they can do their job more effectively when we support them. Today, though, it's all about not remaining in neutral. We're going to let the rubber meet the road, so to speak. It's about picking which we choose to pursue. Either we pursue our flesh and sin, or the Holy Spirit by which we're being Led. So with all this being said, let's get into our text this morning. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. As we look at these verses this morning, we want to put them into one simple sentence that defines all four, and that sentence is this. We are either geared in the flesh or the spirit because neutral is not a gear. Or we could say we are either geared in the flesh or the spirit because neutral is not an option. Fresh off his Super Bowl victory, I'm doing this more for Pastor Jared than anybody because he is a Bucks fan. Being from up north, I support the Chicago Bears, but there's really not much there to support. Tom Brady is rather amazing, isn't he? He's 43 and still winning on the highest level. In fact, there's no sign of his retirement. However, we would be foolish to think that he just shows up and wins. It doesn't work like that. In fact, Tom Brady knows something that Muhammad Ali himself knew prior to. See, Tom Brady knows and Ali both knew the law of the harvest. Ali said this, as it pertains to the law of the harvest. Not that Ali and Brady really know the law of the harvest, but listen to this. 
Before I get in the ring, he said, I have already won or lost out on the road. The real part is won or lost somewhere far away from witnesses, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road long before I dance under those lights. See, the nutrition and training regiment of Tom Brady might just get him his eighth Super Bowl victory next year. His nutrition and training far away from witnesses behind the lines in the gym out there on the road far before he dances underneath those lights is what might get him his eighth Super Bowl victory. Church, we should know the law of the harvest too. Just like Brady and Ali have reaped championships from what they have sowed, we will reap what we sow, whether it's to our flesh, unfortunately, or to the Spirit. And we're challenged to reap what we sow in verses 7 through 9. And straight out the gate, Paul says, do not be deceived. Now, let's keep something in mind. See, the book of Galatians, again, is a defense of God's grace. So we must not be deceived. We must not be led astray. We cannot be bewitched, especially as it pertains to God's grace. If you know God's grace, you cannot be fooled. So again, and by way of reminder, those in Galatia dealt with the Judaizers. We had talked about the Judaizers previously, but just to remind you, they were the Jesus plusers, or they would adhere to a doctrine or a theology more so that would say Jesus plus what I can do. Yeah, I have a saving faith in Jesus, but I'm saved because of Jesus and because of my good deeds. God is happy with me because of me. However, we too have a few modern-day Judaizers of our own. In fact, the Bible tells us that they're multiplying. Jesus himself said this. He said, in the last days, they will multiply in both numbers and influence. So as time increases... Those who have a bad influence over the church increase as well. Now, I would say, uh-oh, we're all in trouble now. But there's really no need. Do you know why? Do you know why we're not in trouble even though they're increasing in number and multiplying? See, it's simple. It's right there. Because God is not mocked. And by his design, it's either or. Either you're geared in the flesh or geared in the spirit, but never in neutral. To be geared in the flesh is like saying, Jesus plus what I can do. It's like saying, I can right my own wrongs. Brothers and sisters, we, we have to add to the work of Jesus if we, if we have to do that. And if we have the ability to right our own wrongs, then what good is God's grace? It's good for nothing. Now, on the other hand, to be geared in the Spirit, it's like saying, I want to grow in Jesus. It's like saying, Lord, work through me, not me through me. Church, it's 
to know the law of the harvest. Just like Tom Brady has sowed discipline and determination in all facets of his training and his nutrition in order to reap championships, we too will reap what we sow, and we're all going to have to sow something. Because quite clearly in this text, you're going to have to sow something. We all have to get into a gear because neutral is not an option. See, there is no neutrality on eternity. One commentator says it best. I'm just going to read you what he wrote. Our present time is seed time. In the other world, there will be a great harvest. We shall reap then as we sow now. Now, allow that to sink in as I read verse 8 aloud. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Brothers and sisters, we have to understand something. How we gear ourselves now determines our final destination. Now, please understand this. We are not saved because we sow to the Spirit. However, we indicate to others that we indeed are saved when we do. Life here on earth is short. It is so short. Even going to Norma Beers' funeral yesterday. 88 years is short. Short. So if we sow, or if we are geared in our flesh, if our concern is business and pleasure, getting money and spending money, eating and drinking, marrying and carrying about, we must remember one thing. It will all be over soon and done forever. So there's a question worthy for all of us to ask ourselves. Are we wasting or investing in our time? Are you wasting away your time in this decaying world? Or are you investing in these times for your life to come? Are you geared in the flesh? Or are you geared in the spirit? Just look at our American culture today. Why would we be confident in our nation's future? Isn't society not reaping what it's been sowing? Isn't America's future destination a direct reflection of what gear it's in currently? Now let's be honest with ourselves for a moment. It's always healthy to take an honest self-evaluation. How prepared are you right now? Right now. How prepared are you right now to stand before Jesus? See, the stark contrast between worldly leadership currently and the truth found in Jesus should motivate us. So as you ponder that question about standing before the Lord, allow me to read verse 9. Paul wrote, And let us grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So how do we not grow weary of doing good? That's the question I would ask of the text as I read. How do we not grow weary of doing good? See, I believe it's very simple. We must rely upon the Holy Spirit and not ourselves. 
It's as simple as that. So if it's that simple, we probably need to look at a few ways of how we can actually do that. It sounds good in theory, but how do we put this into practice? First, I believe we can trust His presence daily. We can trust the presence of the Holy Spirit daily. And remember, He's not a genie in a bottle. We need to trust what He's doing. We can't treat Him like a genie in a bottle that we just pray to when we need something or we want to get something done. The other thing that we can do is trust His work. See, He's a helper, not an observer. The Lord hasn't put His Spirit into our hearts to just observe. The Lord has put His Spirit in our hearts to do work. He's working alongside us. He's working to guide us. That's why we need to allow Him to be our guide. And let's face it, life can throw us some curveballs. I think all of us, just, just in the last year, not because it was 2020, but just even if you take the last 12 months, I think you've had some curveballs thrown at you. But we need to trust in the work of the Holy Spirit. He's not sitting there observing what's going on. He's there to help guide you towards the Lord. The third thing I think we can do is, as we understand that we need to trust His work, we need to trust the effectiveness of His work. See, His results are not our results. The results that we think that we need to achieve sometimes are not the results that the Holy Spirit is going to give us. And we need to remember that. We need to trust in His effectiveness. When we maybe think that He's not being effective, we are only listening to the lies of our enemy. And this brings us to our first point this morning. And that states this. Don't waste the opportunity to invest now for eternity later. Don't waste the opportunity to invest now for eternity later. Don't waste your time staying in neutral. I think too many believers continue about their walk with the Lord in neutral, which is no walk at all because you're not geared going anywhere. Again, our main idea this morning stated, either we are geared in the flesh or the spirit because neutral is not a gear. Neutral, quite simply, is not even an option. There's a story about Swedish chemist Alfred Nobel. Most of you have heard of Alfred Nobel. And the story goes like this. Apparently, Nobel woke up one morning to read his own obituary. It read, and I'm going to read exactly as it was written. Alfred Nobel, the inventor of dynamite, who died yesterday, devised a way to devised a way for more people to be killed in war than ever before. And he died a very rich man. However, it wasn't Alfred Nobel who had died. The paper made a mistake. The publication confused Alfred with his brother. Long story short, the obituary had a profound impact on Alfred, though. See, he made a decision that day after reading that obituary. He decided that he wanted to be remembered for something different. He didn't want to be remembered as the man who devised a way for more people to be killed than ever before. He didn't want to be remembered as a rich man off of that invention. 
So he made a decision, and the result of that decision was the creation of the Nobel Peace Prize, which rewards those who foster peace. Finally, Nobel had this to say. He said this. He said, every man ought to have the chance to correct his epitaph in midstream and write a new one. See, for those of us that don't know what the word epitaph means, basically it's what your tombstone says about you. Brothers and sisters, because of the gospel, because of the good news, we too have a chance to correct our epitaph midstream. Even if we're known for fostering death and destruction, remember, we still have plenty of opportunities. And we're encouraged in as much in our final verse this morning, verse 10. And I believe it's important for us to observe that word in and of itself, opportunity. See, opportunity is, in fact, bound by time. Church, time will eventually be up on our opportunity. Opportunity doesn't last forever. So with this being said, allow me to ask this question, a question we should all be asking ourselves. How much more time do you have? How much more time do you have? See, none of us know how much more time we have. But what we do know is that we have opportunity now. But that opportunity will eventually come to an end. So therefore, as Paul says, let us do good to everyone, which is extremely important as we reside in this sick wicked, twisted, evil world. A wise preacher once said this. He said, we are all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. So does this sick, wicked, twisted, evil world seem like it's impossible for you to represent the good news of Jesus? If so, you really have one of two problems, and, and, and really they're, they're simple. If, if you feel like there's just too many obstacles for you to represent Christ, you have one of two problems. See, either you're geared in the flesh or you're going nowhere in neutral. Brothers and sisters, impossible situations are only impossible to our flesh. but never to the work of the Holy Spirit. Do you know who took advantage of his opportunity despite his prior work? Alfred Nobel. Known for death and destruction and for being a wealthy man off of that. And he flipped it 180. Church, it is never too late to correct your epitaph. Now, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind having mine say, he did good to everyone because of Jesus. So as Mike joins me, and now as we're encouraged to do good to everyone, there is one people group we must not neglect that's clearly here in the text. And that people group is other fellow believers, other brothers and sisters in Christ which is why Paul concludes by saying, and especially to those who are of the household of faith, church, 
Now is not the time to be geared in the flesh. Now is not the time to be in neutral. Each day this world is changing at a breakneck pace. See the Christians in Galatia? They didn't have the luxuries that we have today. They didn't have governmental assistance. They didn't have EBT cards. They didn't have Medicaid, Medicare. They didn't have Social Security. No. They only had each other. Church, someday, just maybe, we might be all that we have too. Here at Villa's Grace, we believe that we are a team. Miss Hallie, thank you. We are a team. So let's take advantage of our opportunity by fulfilling our roles accordingly. So as we close out our series in Galatians, allow me to just read Paul's final warning in benediction. And this is verses 11 through 8. See with what large letters I am writing you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised and only in order that they may be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by his rule, or by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. Again, our first point this morning stated this. Take advantage of your opportunity to do good before it's too late. And once again, or excuse me, that's our second point. I'm getting ahead of myself. Again, our first point this morning stated, don't waste the opportunity to invest now for eternity later. And finally, our main idea this morning stated, either we are geared in the flesh or the spirit, because neutral is not a gear. Either we are geared in the flesh or the spirit, because neutral is not an option. Heavenly Father, I pray for us as a church to heed the words of Paul here in Galatians. Mainly, Lord, I pray that we can be a church that represents your grace, that we can be used to share the good news of salvation through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Continue to present opportunities and prepare hearts for us to share the message of you and your work with others. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. 
For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com, or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.